The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Dr. Drayvon James and this is the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. I am super excited to be here with you today as we explore the concept of living a life of peace every day. Peace defined as wholeness, completeness, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. On this program, we're focusing on women helping women. I can think of no better cause on the planet. We bring the guests and the topics that highlight opportunities for us to learn and to grow. And when we learn and we grow and we develop, guess what happens? We have families that learn and grow and develop. We have communities that learn, grow and develop. We have cities and towns and countries and the world at large learns and grows and develops. So we are committed to that here on the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. If you're not, if you're new to our tribe, well, welcome to the world of everyday peacemakers. You can learn more about me, Dr. Drayvon James, by visiting my website at drdrayvonjames.com. Once you're there, you're going to find words of encouragement and wisdom. You're going to find my contact information because yes, we are still doing Back by popular demand, a new 12-week coaching session, a group coaching session uh, for leaders in high heels. So please don't miss out on the start of that. You can find that information on there. You can uh, message me and get in contact with me there. There's free gifts there. So please visit that website. Again, that's drdrayvonjames.com. Today, we have a fascinating guest. I am honored and privileged to bring to our top... um, our listening audience today, Leticia Nugent. You guys, please do not hold mispronunciation of names against me. I swear to you, I am trying my best. I get so excited and everyone's name is important. Um, Leticia Nugent is a wonderful guest. She is an author that's going to be joining us today and she has an amazing story. Uh, I want to tell you it's a little bit about her and about our topic today. Uh, But I'm going to start by telling you about her. If you are a romance novel lover like me, this is going to sound so romantic. Leticia Nugent grew up in the French Alps and uh, later lived in seven countries around the world. As you can imagine, she speaks many languages. Um, She has a fascinating topic that she's bringing today together uh, for us to discuss is her marriage to herself. That's right. She um, self-marriage, her marriage to herself. She's an amazing woman with an amazing story. So I encourage you, if you got some girlfriends that you can um, put on line right now with you to listen to this tale, you will walk away from this inspired. Leticia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me today. I am excited. So I want I, I gave a little bit of teaser about you. I want you to give us some more of your background, your, just a little bit of your bio. Yes, of course. So, yeah, as you said, I grew up in the French Alps. Um, my dad is Vietnamese. My mom is French. So I was a mixed race girl growing in the, the very small city in France. So I, you know, I had to discover lots of things on my own um, because of, you know, my difference being Asian. Um, But it was, even if 
it was quite challenging. I just enjoyed it because I discovered so much about my personality. Um, I felt special at a very young age and it developed so much, you know, for my personality. And I, I never want to do things like everybody else. And this is actually what I said in my solo wedding vows. Like ev everybody is special, everybody is unique and everybody is supposed to follow their own path. And we shouldn't listen to, you know, society and friends, family, religion too much and just to listen to our soul. And, and I've, I've been, I mean, I've been lost for so many years before my solo wedding because, because I listened to all these voices, you know, I, I wanted them to be happy. So I just, I just follow a different path. Um, a bit like you and your story and and i was a finance manager for more than a decade for a very big group international group and then after my solo wedding i realized that it was not what i was supposed to do i had something else i, I discovered my purpose in this life and i totally reconnected to my true self and and my talents and and now i know i have to share that and i need to share my message to to this world for everybody so to... Go ahead. Special. <laughs> so yeah you're going to share your message i just wanted to clear for, for our listening audience you're hearing it correctly um there was a solo wedding so let's let's back up just a little bit for our listening audience. You were engaged to be married. Yes, I was. What year? Um, what year was that? So I was. Um, it was in two thousand seventeen. I was. We were engaged for a year and a half, um, and we were living in Australia. And my fiance was English. And three months before the wedding, um, he left me by email email let's stop right let's stop right there for our listening audience and that and this is this is the book we're talking about she's written a book about this which is very very interesting um and thank you for for your vulnerability because i know that it, it had to be a painful experience but the name of the book is my solo wedding in santorina santorini and how i saved my life now most of us would think that being jilted at the at the altar uh, well, three months before, we would just say, uh, okay, it's three months before my heart is broken. I can't go on with this wedding. I can't stand before uh, my my friends and family and have, uh, there's nothing to have. There's no groom. So I, before we get into that part of the story, which is, which is what you did, so courageous, and that's um, the basis of the book is to encourage women. But just a little bit of backstory before we get there. You mentioned that your fiance at the time, you had been engaged for a year and a half. So this is, you, this is a gentleman that you really knew. It wasn't something like. Yes. You know, we, were, we were together for five years in total. So I, I was not expecting that at all. Definitely not. It was, you know, it, it was helping me. Um, during the preparations and we decided lots of things for the wedding together and so it 
it really came from nowhere and and not knowing why he decided to cancel was even worse because somehow he took away my dignity that day too and i was sure i was completely devastated and it was really you know when you are heartbroken and you know it's such a dramatic way it's a question of survival like you you don't know if you still want to live and for me it was absolutely that i wanted to live more than anything else and My even if, even if you don't know what to do because to be honest at that time i didn't know what to do i was you know i was completely shattered and i you know i didn't want to get out of bed i was just crying you know all day long um fortunately i was not working at, at that period um so i was able you know to take some time for myself, but I was just grieving. It was really, really hard. And on the top of that, we were three months before the wedding. So the wedding planner was contacting me every single day, you know, with questions for the preparations. And it took me almost a month to tell her that there was no groom because I was so devastated. Of course you were. Of course you were. So, of course. I mean, I, I, my, you're telling me the story, and it's it, this. You know, many years afterwards, and I'm, I'm, my heart is racing. So I, I, I know it, I can only imagine. Uh, but so you said your fiance, he he calls off the wedding. He does this via an email. Yes, he did. Just disappeared of my life suddenly and yeah just like that so no no real closure no reason uh no call nothing so yeah it was it was really really hard <laughs> um and i just i just heard you say too that you weren't working at the time so were you financially dependent upon him um, I had good savings, so I was, yeah, I was kind of okay, but it was, I, I'm, I'm talking a lot about it in the book because it was also a part of my de decision to go for the solo wedding. It's, I advance everything for the wedding financially. It was supposed to pay for everything because he was quite wealthy and he told me, you know, to, to advance and it would reimburse me later. And three months before, it just yeah broke off our engagement, and I had a plan, a plan wedding, dream wedding, and and everything was paid with my credit card. So uh, I didn't want to waste all that money, all that time. Also, you know, I spent a year and a half planning that. I. It was my time, my energy, my love I put into it. And I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't just throw it away. And on the top of that, I'm, I'm someone very um, wise, I would say. And imagining the day of the wedding, because it was planned, it was for the 27th of May, 2017. 
I was telling myself what I'm going to do every day, you know, every 27th of May of every year for the rest of my life. I don't want it to be like a very sad, dramatic day for the rest of my life. I, I can't take that. That's not possible for me because I'm a very positive person. And I, I just, yeah, it was just impossible for me. I needed to turn that date into something very positive. And, and you know, it took me only two weeks to decide to go for the solo wedding. And the way so it happened was just synchronicity. So I went to the hairdresser, like every every, every woman do. <laughs> um, you know, every every woman goes to the hairdresser after a break after a breakup. It's just like the normal rule. <laughs> so I did that, <laughs> and I cut my hair, and. Um, there, there was this magazine talking about solo wedding in Japan uh, because actually it, it happened for like almost 10 years now in Japan. And I saw all these beautiful women, successful women, you know, they had great jobs and careers and uh, some of them were single, but um, others women were in a serious relationship and they decided to marry themselves. And I saw... And I saw their stories and it, it was also, you know, I, I saw myself in, in them completely. And it was like an answer from the universe. It was, yeah, it was the answer to my prayers. And I said, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, everything is planned. There's no room, nothing I can do for, for changing that. So I'm I'm going to go to the end of this dream. I'm going to realize it, and and this is what this is what I've done. You've not only um, realized it for yourself, but for our listening audience, if you're just talking to us, joining us, we're talking today to Leticia Nugent. She is the author of the book "My Solo Wedding in Santorini: um, How I Saved My Life." And in, in short, she was jilted at the altar three months before the wedding uh, via email from the groom-to-be. And here we are, uh, You did, and, the, and the wedding date was going to be May 27, 2017. As you mentioned, you did what women do. Um, there's been some, some trauma, and we head off to get our hair to change something. And I'm looking at your beautiful face right now your beautiful haircut is was that the haircut that you got uh, yeah. almost it was it? longer it was uh, longer so yeah. it's gorgeous right now but um so you go there you, you go to get your hair done and while you're there you happen as the universe we say happen but the universe has these mag magazine articles there and it's about um solo weddings in japan and this is the uh new tradition or new, I don't know, uh, idea of women marrying themselves, adult women making the decision to marry themselves. And your decision is, I love this, I love the word transmutation. So the transmutation of energy, this sad, morose energy, you've been jilted at the altar, a man that you loved, 
um, has decided, you know, three months before a wedding, which you're financing on your credit cards, uh, decides not to no longer uh, pursue this wedding. And you decide that I'm not going to allow May 27th for the rest of my life to plague me as something negative. Right. Exactly. You changed the narrative. You said this is going to be a day of festivities. So so you you go on and, and then you have this wedding planner. Right. The wedding planner is calling. She doesn't know for a month that there yeah. is no groom. How did she react when she found out that there was no groom? She was so supportive. It was insane for me. I was not expecting that because I was really afraid that um, she didn't want to do the wedding after all and and actually was also the first solo wedding in Greece so um it was very new and uh, she didn't know what to do around that uh so we just walked together but yeah I I talked to her and I I told her yeah the groom vanished and there's nothing I can do with that and I just want to turn the most dramatic day of my life into something very bright and, and positive and and she thought I was very courageous and she wanted to be very supportive as a woman and also as someone who who had a, a breakup um, a few months before too and, and um, I think it was really an experience from everybody involved in that wedding uh, the suppliers but um, obviously my guests too because i kept my guests for my solo wedding so i had my family and friends by my side and it was really really emotional um and very special yeah for sure now, how about his his friends and family? Were did any of them show up? Um, no, I I think he cancelled everybody. Um, I mean, we had friends in common, obviously. Um, but yeah, they. I think no one wanted to realize what really happened. Like. Um, and especially, you know, when I started to talk about the solo wedding, like people didn't know what it was. Um, and regarding the situation, I think, yeah, no one wanted, I mean, east side, at least no one wanted to be involved <laughs> in, in, in that. Right. Event. <laughs> right. Because they didn't know what they were going to walk into or how they would be perceived by your friends and family. So um, a solo wedding in Greece. This is the first time that's happening. So you made history, right? You made yeah. history. Surely you're not the first woman in Greece that whose marriage uh, or, or who's jilted, you know, that has happened all over the world. Um, there's no, you know, so that was not probably common but it has happened before but the absolute first solo wedding to occur in greece is yours and so when we come what we want to talk about now is talk about what is a solo wedding what did it what does it really mean and uh is this something that we're advocating for women whether they're married or not
So we're talking with Leticia Nugent and we're talking about her new book, My Solo Wedding in Santorini and How I Saved My Life. Leticia, where can we find the book? You can find the book on Amazon worldwide uh, in paperback, Kindle and Kindle Unlimited. It's in English and in French. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's let's dig in a little bit further and talk about this solo wedding. I know it's beautiful because you're absolutely a doll to look at. So I know you had a beautiful, classy affair. As you mentioned, you were marrying or would be have marrying upper scale man. You know, so you said he was a man of means. So you were planning probably a big um, wedding, yeah. right? It was a dream wedding. Um, it was $30,000 for eight guests. So <laughs> Wait, $30,000 for eight guests in 2017? Yes. Uh, I Just my outfit was $10,000. Oh, you must have been stunning. <laughs> oh, you must have been stunning. Okay, so walk us... So you've told your family, everybody knows what's going on. You're, you're, you're up there and there are, are there vows? What's happening? Yeah. So because um, the wedding was already planned for a couple initially. So I, I, I kept almost everything has planned. So it was really like a traditional wedding um just without the groom so i had the beautiful white dress uh, i walked down the stairs with my dad and i had the also um father daughter dance and all of that and we had a wonderful greek buffet and dj and it was a beautiful venue on the cliffs of uh, santorini so it was you know it was absolutely like yeah a traditional wedding then the ceremony because I was I was alone and it was the first time in Greece. So there was an official an official Greek um, celebrant there, and um, he just let me do everything I wanted to do. So um, I had two witnesses and they made a speech um, about me and you know and my life, and then I had um, I had pose for myself and basically I, I promised myself to always be true to myself and and to follow my intuition and go after my dreams and I said also that being a woman is a strength and I really wanted to feel the energy of all the women around the world and feel supported on that day and so yeah i had yeah i mentioned that also in my in my voice but i'm i'm a dreamer so uh there was a big part about about it in my voice and and um and i have a ring too so i was gonna yeah. get to that i was gonna get to that is that the ring yes that's the ring beautiful beautiful so to you and i just want to reiterate so it, it it could mean anything. These are your vows um, that you made. Is One is to always be true to yourself. Now, I got to say that's huge. And um, and just to a bit on that topic, to be true to yourself means you got to know who you are. 
You got to know what your values are. You got to know what your boundaries are. You got to know what you're passionate about. Doesn't mean you're not going to change your passions throughout your life. But today on that day, you had to know who are you, right? And you were the woman who was taking what would look like a defeat. Most, a lot of women at most, I won't say that, but I, I probably so could say that would on that day on May 27, 2017 would have been curdled up in a fetal position in the dark, in the bed with the covers over their head, asking God, why, why, why? Right. But yeah. you chose, you chose no. I'm not. I'm going to be here in a beautiful gown. I'm going to be here on display for the world to see what it is that I've decided to do with the circumstances that were handed to me. You would have never chose that, right? But you chose, uh, you, you get to choose the response. And your response was, I'm going to present myself. I'm going to have a solo wedding. You said, um, be true to yourself. I love that. Uh, number three was to follow your intuition. Follow your intuition. And I think that is big. Really, really big. Because so often I, I coach women uh, and I coach men too. But from women, I hear, I can't hear my intuition. And, you know, we have that thing in our gut, but I guess if you go too long, I don't guess, I know, if you go too long ignoring that voice, you really have to spend some time um, getting getting sensitive to the voice of your own intuition, because you're right, following your intuition. And then number three, you said on that day, um, there was uh, the, the things that you were uh, promising to yourself was to always go after your dreams. Do you remember back in 2017, May 27, 2017, what you were dreaming about? What were, what were some of your high points, things that you wanted to achieve? Here you are at this solo wedding, and one of the things that it represents to you is to always go back, go after your dreams. Do you remember what you may have been dreaming about going after at that point? I wanted to feel loved. Definitely, you know, especially after a breakup, so dramatic, like that one. <laughs> and what was really interesting is I had the answer during the ceremony itself, because at the end, at the very end of the ceremony, a rainbow appeared just above my head. And at this very specific moment, I felt loved by the universe and God, you name it. And I felt so safe and protected. And it was the first time in my entire life. And it was a huge epiphany for me. That's for sure. So, so you get, you're there and, uh, and you're having this moment for yourself, the solo wedding, and a rainbow appears. So this is an outdoor wedding. Yes, it was. A rainbow appears over your head and um, amazing, amazing, amazing. How do you feel like having a solo wedding and making these promises to yourself about following your intuition, about um, being true to yourself, about uh, going after your dreams? How do you feel almost six years after that wedding event? 
What what is the number one thing that still sticks with you that resonates with you that has become a core of you as a result of the solo wedding? I am one with my soul. And more and more every day. I think that day when I married myself, obviously I discovered my self-love and I didn't I didn't know I loved myself before. I didn't know I had all disrespect for myself and it you know it's allowed me to listen to my soul for the first time and to be at peace with myself and to have a calm mind to be able to listen to my heart for the very first time and when you're able to do that you really tap into your superpower and there are, you know, you finally have all the answers you've been looking for your entire life. And today, every day I am waking up happy of what I'm going to do for the day. And I know I am helping myself and people around me to grow. And also, you know, the, just the world in, in general because I am, I am feeling so aligned with who I am and what I'm supposed to be that you can't do anything wrong. And, and even if you think you're doing something wrong, it's not. It's just a part of the process because you need to learn a lesson or you need to evolve, you need to step up. And each time you're out of your comfort zone, you're growing. So yes, it's scary. And, and, and sometimes you're, you're feeling you're failing, but you're definitely not. And, and I learned all of that because I was able to discover my self-love and to let it enter in my life. And that's the thing because everybody has self-love. Everybody is made of love. And we just need to open up. And, and let it in and soak in it. And yes, all of that. You make such good um, valid points. Everybody is made of love. Even the gentleman who did the unspeakable made of love. And so operating in that energy, I got to tell you, really is a game changer, right? Rather than op- op- operating in the shame, guilt, and condemnation and victim energy, right? You ha- you could have, you know, been a person who says, you know, I've been wronged and I have every right, right? And no one would have argued with you, but it would not have been as productive. And I heard you say that you are happy, right? I am. That you are happy. You are feeling happiness. That's amazing. And I, I I attribute that to your um, your vulnerability, right? Your openness around the topic, right? Because there's an oppor- there's an opportunity in here definitely for the ego mind to say, oh my god, oh my goodness, you must have done something wrong. Don't tell anybody. There had to be signs. You go through all of that instead of what you did was letting him own his part. And you redirected and focused on you. 
that this is what I need to do. This is what I have to give, right? And so I, this is a huge topic. We could talk forever about the solo wedding, but I think most importantly is that what it meant, the transformation that it meant, right? And so uh, it's a huge transformation if you think about, and I'm thinking about it, what you must have felt on the day that you got the email and on the day that you performed the ceremony, almost like you are a transformed woman. Oh, yeah. It was like I was becoming a butterfly. It was, you know, <laughs> yeah. I was out of my cocoon. Finally, it was just, yeah, I, I felt so much alive and i'm i'm talking a lot about that in the book you really discover my journey through it and and all the i've i've been really honest and raw about my emotions in the book and and you you're going through everything i've been through with me and and i explained that d d during the wedding everything happened during the the ceremony and the wedding itself I saw colors again in my life. Everything was, you know, in black and white before. And then it was, yeah, very colorful. And, and I felt, I felt loved and, and alive and appreciated, not just by my family, my friends and, and the environment, environment, but also um, by myself. And it was something really new uh, for me. And and that day I told myself I will always have your back, and that's something really special. And 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 this is really something I want inspire people to to get to have and to discover because it is so powerful. That it is, and just talking about always having your back. That's huge, right? Because I think we are always looking outward for, for someone to always have our back. And in the, in the case of women, it is our counterpart, our spouse. We're thinking that that person is always going to have our back. And quite honestly, if we look at the divorce rates, no, they're not, right? If we just look at the sheer numbers, they're not always going to have your back. But you potentially could make the decision and could honor it and easy times and hard times and good times and, and not so good times, you could honor always having your own back right? and always making the best decision for self right? with the information that you have right? and knowing that you can change and you can start again. And so what's it been like? It's been six years and um, how do you feel about your decision? What's going on for you almost six years later? I I just encourage everybody to marry themselves, women and men, because I think it's just it's going to change your life forever and for the better. And I yeah, I think that's self love. You know, the the ceremony you you decide to do it or not. Um, but just discovering your self love, you need to make this effort because. This is why you're here, you know, you're here to be happy. You're here to be at peace. And, and if you don't love yourself enough, you're not going to be able to experience all of that. So um, 
I'm going just after my dreams, uh, day after day. I've published my book last year. I'm working on a second one now and other projects. And that is very exciting. And I've met so many incredible people um, these past years sharing my my story. It's it just, just amazing. And I couldn't go back to my previous life. Definitely not. And and I understand so much the lessons and, and my full journey now. I am feeling very grateful for everything um, that happened, including the breakup. Including the breakup. That is a sign of maturity, growth, development, and learning. When you can honestly look at the thing that catapulted you into the bed with depression, anxiety, and all that. And look at that thing now and say, I'm thankful for you. Because if it had not been for you, you might have not written this book that will inspire so many women. Whether you're going through a breakup or not, it'll inspire so many women to, to take a look internally, listen to our intuition, follow our dreams right? This is where we have to be. This I'm excited for, um, for you. For, for you. Now, I, I got to ask the million dollar question before we depart ways. Um, you've married yourself. You had your solo wedding. Does that mean that you've sworn off weddings, traditional weddings with the spouse? Where do you stand on that? No, I think I'm I'm in a very good place now to find my soulmate and and I really want to yeah to marry someone one day and um it was yeah it's really interesting because yeah I I I didn't think of that obviously at at the beginning I mean right after my solo wedding um but it's growing and and yeah no I'm I believe in love more than ever and and now i know i'm going to attract the right person for me will you use a very exciting word you're going to attract the right person and i will just say because you're in a good space right you you you're, you've your energy is good. I'm not saying that it wasn't good before, but I'm saying that when you say that you're you're going to attract that, I believe so because you've made yourself an attractive attracting pattern because you've poured into yourself. You've made yourself a vessel of loveliness. You validated yourself, right? Those are things that we're always asking a partner to do, but you said, "Hey, here's me. I'm going to do it first. I'm going to love me first. And then that's going to attract someone and also going to give them a blueprint, right? An instructional manual, if you will, of how you how best to love you. Because you know, you've invested that time. And I hope that our listeners will walk away with that too. Investing that time, whether you have a beautiful eight-person, $30,000 solo wedding for yourself or whether you have a ceremony that honors you, the awakening of you, the self-awareness of you, the recommitting yourself to you. However you decide to do that, I think that's so important. I encourage you, make a book club book. Why don't you? I think this would be a great book club read. You know, it's an exciting story. It's a true story. Um, my solo wedding in Santorini, how I saved my life. Right. 
um, by Leticia Nugent. I'm saying it wrong, so I'm going to let her say her name properly because it sounds so romantic when you say it. I'm I'm butchering it at best. So tell us again uh, where we're going to find your book, the name of your book, and um, all the different forms we can get it in. Uh, so my name is Leticia Nguyen. I am the author of my solo wedding in Santorini, or How I Saved My Life. You can find it on Amazon worldwide. And also you can check my website, www.blogaboutl.com. Uh, lots of photos there and excerpts from my book. And also there's a blog with lots of um, posts uh, I'm doing every week talking about my unconventional life and all my travels and, and my follies. I love it. Your unconventional life. I hope it will become more conventional. Not that women will have to get left at the altar to have an awakening, but that we'll use these experiences. We'll use those things that disappoint us. We'll use those experiences to wake us up to us so that we can choose to validate and to love us. And I think that is the one thing about your story that really resonates with me is taking the opportunity to love myself unconditionally, choosing me. And what a beautiful way that you did it. You put the spotlight on you, you put the dress on, you showed up and you glowed and there were photographers and the whole nine. So I want to thank you so much for being our special guest. This is the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show. We focus on women helping women so that we can get to our next level of greatness, whatever that is for you. You get to define that. We get to define that. This whole show has been about you defining you. And so whether you're looking for your next level of greatness in your health, in your finances, or in your in your relationships, please consider checking out the Dr. Drayvon James Leaders in High Heels 12-week group coaching session. I promise you, you can get catapulted, catapulted to your next level of greatness. Until next time, be peaceful. Be whole, be complete, nothing missing, nothing broken, totality. That's how I see you. This is Dr. Drayvon James. Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.